Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of With All Lou Respect. Um, for those of you who are not really listening to me properly right now, it's actually a play on words for With All Due Respect, because um, my name's Lou or Louise. <laughs> Basically, I'm really proud of the pun, so I just needed to make it clear from the start and I, I need you to appreciate it. Okay, so you might notice that I use the greeting hi rather than good morning or good afternoon, and that is because I personally hate those greetings. Like, you know when you walk into the office in the morning and somebody says, good morning? Bold of you to assume it's good. Bold of you to assume it's good. Like, why are you being so presumptuous? You have no idea how my day is going. It could be the worst morning of my life and you're just here forcing your chippiness and your positivity on me unprovoked. Like, that is not what I came into work for. Not my AirPod dropping in the middle of my first recording. I cannot believe. <laughs> I cannot believe this. One moment, please. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> How can my AirPod just drop out of my ear all by itself? Like, I don't know if that was some kind of act of divine intervention, if it was a big guy upstairs telling me not to record this podcast and to stop me from spreading bad vibes, but honestly, it doesn't matter because I was born to hate. So I'm just gonna go right ahead and spread these bad vibes far and wide. Who am I? I am Lou or Louise, but let me just warn you, if you go ahead and call me Lou and we're not cool, like in any way, I'm not really, actually I can't say that because it's the name of the podcast. All right, fine, you can call me Lou. <laughs> Some things about me, I like reading, I like watching TV shows, um, both of which you might have noticed are quite solitary activities or they can be if you want them to be. And the most important thing about those things is that I hate when people bother me when I'm doing them. Not my doorbell ringing right now. Guys, what's going on? You see, this is just what happens to me. This is why I started this podcast because I need somewhere to vent about when things like this happen to me. It's so irritating. First, my AirPod dropped out of my ear for no reason. Then my doorbell rings. That wasn't even for me. That was for my neighbor. Why are you ringing my doorbell? It's just things like that. And that is what you can expect. You know, I was about to go into some kind of long, you know, detailed description about what type of thing I'm gonna talk about. I think it's quite evident what this is gonna be about. Um, so yeah, what, what I was saying was that I actually work in an office, um, as do most of us, I think. Um, I have to go in three days a week, which means I'm guaranteed to get agitated minimum four or five times a day. Um, so that's the type of thing that you can look forward to, because um, I need to tell somebody about it. Um, I do have a cat. Um, and you know, most people who own cats, they will say, oh, I love my cat. She's like my baby. She's so wonderful. She just lights up my life. And with me, it's, you know, that's kind of partially true, but mostly she also doubles as like a source of irritation. <laughs> so <laughs> she's going to get some special shout outs too. She'll probably ruin certain episodes, um, but she's here now. That's, that's what it is. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, before I was rudely interrupted, I spend a lot of my time watching TV. And at the moment I'm watching a show called The Traitors. Um, there's a UK version, which I finished and the US version, which I'm still watching. And this show is actually fantastic. And you know, me being the way I am, it takes a lot for me to say that a show is even good, let alone <laughs> fantastic. Um, and I genuinely think the reason I like it so much is because it's filled to the brim with bad vibes.
Like for those of you who haven't seen it, the concept of the game is basically that there are two types of people, faithfuls and traitors. Um, there are three traitors and like 17 faithfuls. So that's what the ratio is saying. Um, but none of the faithfuls actually know who the traitors are. Only the traitors know. Um, and it's like their job, the faithful's job, to work out who the traitors are and to banish them from the game. Um, if they succeed at banishing the traitors, um, if they succeed at banishing the traitors, um, then the faithfuls get to share the prize money at the end. But if they fail, then the traitors take home all of the money. Bear in mind, there's like three traitors. So that would be a proper violation for them to take all of that money and only have to split it three ways. Um, so yeah, it's full of lies, deceit, arguments, misery, toxicity, like all of the things I love most in the world. I'm not a good woman. So like I said, I finished a UK one and um, I won't do any spoilers because one thing in this life that I cannot stand is spoilers. Like, I'm not going to lie. I have literally unfollowed people on Twitter because they spoiled a show or a movie for me. Like it really is that deep to me. I get so vexed. Um, but yeah, anyway, one thing I found is that I fully root for the traitors in the show. Like I know I'm supposed to want the faithfuls to win, but I just don't like, that's just so dry. I have like a natural tendency to want evil to prevail. Um, it's, it's not really something that I can explain. And to be honest, it's not even just with this show. It's with most things um, that I watch. Like in the Marvel films, for example, Thanos had a point. Let's be real, he had a point. Like overpopulation is an issue. It's a thing. And he came up with a solution. What were the Avengers doing? What was their solution? Nothing. And they're supposed to be the heroes. And I feel like, because Thanos looked the way he did and he didn't have a great bad bedside manner, he got some bad PR and nobody really gave him a chance. And then you got Killmonger. If you know me at all, you'll know I was backing Killmonger 100% from the very start. T'Challa and the rest of them, they were moving soft. Like these men have been colonizing and oppressing you for years and years and you're still on this peace, turn the other cheek nonsense. No, that's not how I operate. Not I. It's actually not every day or any day for me um, to be peaceful. Sometimes violence, sometimes revenge. Like I don't want peace, I want problems always. And that actually reminds me of something else. And I know I've strayed quite far away from the original topic at hand. As a reminder, I was talking about the show of the traitors. Um, but before I go back to that, I'm reminded of something I saw on TV in the dentist in the waiting room the other day. And speaking of the dentist, I shouldn't have even been there at that time. I had fillings put in like two months ago. Um, and for some reason, my teeth are still sensitive. And then it turns out that the fillings hadn't been shaved down enough or something. And it's just like, please, why didn't you do it right the first time? Like, they're so expensive as well. Anyway, what I saw in that dentist waiting room was an episode of This Morning on ITV, um, where this poor sod of a woman had called in to talk about someone who'd done her dirty. And I had my AirPods in, so I couldn't really hear the context of her situation. But the tagline at the bottom of the screen was, happiness is the best revenge. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's nonsense. That's that's poppycock. Finding happiness elsewhere, okay, will obviously make you feel better. But let's be real, it's not revenge, is it? Like you haven't done anything back to the person who wronged you. And in the words of Vibes Cartel and Sheba, everything you do me, me, I do your back. That is truly how I feel that sh things should go. I believe in the art of cheating back. Cheat back. Okay, actually, no, let me not even go down that path right now because <laughs> that's like a whole other thing. And I don't even know if that was the context of what the woman was calling into the show about. But my point is, if that person done you dirty and you still feel the need to even get revenge, then clearly they haven't been bothered to make it right. Like they haven't even bothered 
to placate you or make up for it in some way. And that means that they don't care about you. And as a result, they're not going to care about your happiness, are they? So please tell me why they would give a toss about you finding happiness elsewhere. Like that's not going to affect them whatsoever, whether positively or negatively. Like that's, that's where I stand on that. Um, I actually can't believe I've gone off on such a tangent from what I was initially talking about, which as a reminder was the traitors. So back to that. One thing, like I said, it's a fantastic show, but one thing I didn't like about it was how people would just start crying at the drop of a hat. Like, why are you so dramatic? Rein it in. And you know, I appreciate, I haven't been in such a high pressure situation before, so I don't know what it's really like or how I personally would react in that situation. Um, and that's especially true because I have issues with empathy anyway. Like, I feel less empathy for people than the average person would. Um, it's not even something I realized by myself. It's something that was brought to my attention. Um, like I'd be watching a show with someone or a movie and the parts where you're meant to feel happiness or excitement or even sadness or sympathy or something. I just, I just don't feel that. Like I'm looking at the people I'm watching TV shows with and they're experiencing some kind of emotion. I'm like, oh, that's sad. And I'm just like, what's sad? <laughs> I don't feel it. And at first I was like, okay, um, maybe it's just cause I know none of this is real life. Um, it's not worth the emotion. But then it became evident that it kind of happens with me in real life as well. Like if I don't know a person, I'm, I'm making myself sound really bad here, but I have to speak my truth. If I don't know a person or have any kind of ties or connection to them, I'm just, I'm just not going to feel any type of way about what's happening with them and their lives. Like unless it's something like some kind of huge tragedy, then of course, yeah, I'm like, that's extremely sad. Um, and I'll feel sad about that. But for something like, oh, this influencer just bought a new house or they got married or they had a baby. What does that have to do with me? Like I could potentially acknowledge it's a nice house. It's a pretty dress. Oh, it's a cute baby. But to say I feel happy for them, it's a stretch because I don't, I, I don't know them. So how can I feel happy? And, and sometimes, you know, looking in the shade bar comments where you've got people like, oh my God, I'm so happy for her. She deserves this. What do you mean? What do you mean they deserve it? Because if that's not your close friend or, you know, like even a regular friend, how do you know they deserve it? How do you know they're not some kind of asshole who doesn't deserve it at all? <laughs> I sound like a huge hater right now, which, you know, I'm not gonna deny. Like if there's negativity in the Shade Borough comments, I'm probably there contributing. I mean, for a year, about a year, my header on Twitter was before I am anything else, including black and a woman, I am a hater. And I, I read that, the first time I read that, it resonated with me so strongly. Uh, even the other day, my friend, Shout out Sade, that's the friend. She posted something saying, this year, if you're gonna quit something, quit hating or, or something like that. And I had this overwhelming need to respond saying, no. <laughs> like I succumbed to that desire and I just had to say it because that is how I feel. Like I strongly disagreed. So that just says it all really, doesn't it? Like it tells you all you need to know about me. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I stand with that kind of thing. I just I just don't feel the need to waste emotions on people I have no personal link or tie with. Um, and that's not to say I'm some kind of sociopath who's going to end up violently murdering someone one day and, and feeling no way about it. Like it's, it's not going to go that far. Having said that, <laughs> having said that, sometimes when a character in a book um, I'm reading or a show I'm watching has a dilemma or like a big issue with another person, my response does tend to be just kill them. Why don't you just kill them? Like, it's surely the most logical solution that would solve your problem. If they are really causing you issues, then just do it. 
like provided you get away with it, of course, because there's literally no time or energy for prison. Um, I've only worn a prison jumpsuit once, and that is when I dressed up as Crazy Eyes at the Recess Black Cinema Halloween party. Um, but other than that, I don't want to wear one again. And I'm just going to put a disclaimer right now. It feels like a good time to just insert this disclaimer. I had never, and I do not plan to ever kill someone. I'm literally just talking about practicality here in a hypothetical situation. Um, for example, I have this jarring neighbor upstairs. Um, and no, this is not, this is not going to go where you think I'm not planning on killing him, <laughs> but I have this jarring neighbor upstairs who's decided to get a treadmill for his home. Um, and yeah, and instead of going to the gym, like a normal person, he's decided to buy himself a treadmill. Now bear in mind, I live in a flat. Okay. So every single time he uses that blasted treadmill, I eat every single morning for about I don't know, maybe two, two to three hours, something ridiculous like that. I can hear it. Just this dum, 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 dum. And let me tell you, it is impossible to ignore because it's not just being able to hear it. Like I can feel it. I can literally feel this thumping in the walls, in the ceiling, in my bones. So it doesn't matter how high I turn up the volume on my TV. I can always hear it and feel it. This guy's thumping on the treadmill. And the only thing that can offset it is when I put in my AirPods and connect them to the TV because of the noise cancellation effect. And for me, that's £300 well spent, if not for any other reason than that. Ooh, cheap flex. <laughs> AirPods are so fiddly and annoying though. And when you want to swap between um, devices, if I connect them to my TV one day, for example, for the next two days, they have trouble staying connected to my phone. And it's just bare irritating. Oh, look, another irritation. What a surprise. <laughs> um, but anyway, a while back, I had a thought occurred to me about this neighbor, which was maybe I should just go up there in the dead of night and cut the power cord to the treadmill. <laughs> that's not that's not where you thought it was going, was it? But yeah, maybe I should just go up there and cut the power cord to the treadmill because realistically, realistically, who gonna beat my ass? Like what, what's, what's gonna happen? I just feel like sometimes in life, it might make sense to do something drastic for the greater good. Like everyone else in the building has complained about his fucking treadmill as well. And it's just like, nobody actually plans to do anything about it. It's like we're being held hostage by this little man and his treadmill. It's the worst. Um, oh, how did I get here? Okay, yeah, back to the traitors. Um, I would say there's not much more I can say about it without ruining it, to be honest. So I'm just going to say it's definitely worth a watch, especially if you thrive off of chaos and misery in the same way that I do. Um, okay, on to the next item of the misery agenda, Hogwarts Legacy. The new game, Hogwarts Legacy. Guys, I am devastated. Um, and let me tell you why I'm devastated. Although if you follow me on Twitter, you'll probably already know because it's all I've been whining about for the past few weeks. Um, so I am a Harry Potter head. I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Harry Potter head that's out there, but growing up, you know, I read all the books, maybe twice each. Um, and to this day, I still feel like they're some of the best books I've ever read and best films I've ever watched. Like I love Harry Potter. I, I, I really wanted to go to Harry Potter World for my birthday last year, actually, but it was just sold out for like three months in advance. But this year I'm definitely going to make it happen at some point. Um, so yeah, I banged out Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, for example, that game on PlayStation 2 when I was like 10 years old. Like it was the type of game that I just loved. So imagine my total glee and elation. Mind you, I don't feel these emotions very often because I, there's just nothing to stimulate such within me. But imagine my happiness when I found out that a new game called Hogwarts Legacy was being released. 
Like as soon as I was made aware of it, I pre-ordered it for the release date of February, 2023. Like it's all that I would talk about. I didn't care about anything else. Just the fact that that game was coming out now. These people then said, ah, oh, sorry, the release date has been pushed back to April. And I thought, ah, oh, like that's a bummer, that's annoying, but it's not that deep because release dates get pushed back all the time. And then here is the violation. Then it became evident that the release date has only been pushed back for the PS4, whereas the release date remains the same for the PS5. And I said, oh my days, they are violating me. They are mugging me off because now, now I'm having to witness all of these PS5 users playing this game and talking about this game while I sit here like some sort of prat. Like the FOMO I'm feeling right now is crazy. It's only been out a few days and I'm struggling. Like the other day, I actually tweeted that I wanted all PS5 consoles to spontaneously combust. And I'm not gonna lie, I meant it. Provided users were unharmed, obviously. But other than that, I meant it. Like that's how low I've gotten. So like, look, why would you create such a divide? It's giving Jim Crow. It's giving apartheid. Like, why? Why would you do that to us? Anyway, after a few days of wallowing in despair and like feeling sorry for myself, I decided to distract myself with another game and I had Skyrim recommended to me. Um, I know it's a super old game, um, but I'm not like a huge gamer. Um, so that's why I haven't picked up on it before. Um, so the person said it was a free roaming game with elements of magic and that I might enjoy it. And it just sounded like it would be up my street. And they were actually right. Like I've only completed level one, slowly, slowly, but I'm actually really liking it. Um, it's, it's giving RuneScape actually. I don't know how many of you remember the internet game RuneScape from when we were in secondary school. Um, so how long was that about? I'm about to show my age here. Um, 15, 16 years ago. <laughs> anyway, um, I loved that game. Like I wasn't very good at it, but I did really like playing it. And it's only years later actually that I clocked RuneScape was run and escape put together. They're mines their minds um but yeah it reminds me of that like that's my type of game so i do think it will prove to be a worthy substitute until they release hogwarts legacy for us peasant ps4 users and um, when i finish that i intend on purchasing um, another game called ace attorney chronicles um, this game basically seems to be some kind of remake or amalgamation of the anime-esque capcom phoenix Wright and apollo justice games that i used to play on nintendo ds when i was um when I was younger, when I was a kid. Um, so the concept is basically that you're a defense lawyer and you have to solve cases and argue in a courtroom and, and essentially defend your client. Like those kind of detective slash like law games, I love them. Um, there was another one on Nintendo DS called Hotel Dusk Room 215. That one slapped as well. That one wasn't in a courtroom. It was literally you're a detective looking for clues and that kind of thing. And it was very, I feel like because I played these kind of games growing up, that might be that might be part of the reason why I am the way I am. It was a very dark game. Like it, it didn't come from a happy place. It was very dark and deep. Like it was this detective who, who was single, not anything wrong with being single, but that's not what it was. Like he was single and just unhappy and he was just miserable. All he had in his life was his job. He didn't care about anything else. It was just the job. Um, and when you grow up playing games like that, how, how did we really expect me to turn out? So. I'm gonna put the blame on, on that one there. Um, but yeah, that game slapped as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to downloading this new one um, and shouting objection, like at random intervals. Like that's, that was one of my favorite things to do, just shout objection. I didn't really have anything to say, but the, the, way, they, the way they said the word objection was just funny to me. So I, I would do that. 
Okay, I'm going to have to make this next one my final segment of the episode because it's occurred to me that I've been talking bare. Like, I've been talking for quite some time. And I'm going to go out with a bang and say, I got Beyonce tickets, bitch! (laughs) Bro, when I tell you the stress me and my friends went through to secure these tickets, oh my days. Okay, I'll start from the top, shall I? Right. First of all, there was the O2 pre-sale last Thursday. Now, I didn't have any intention of trying to get tickets with this pre-sale because I'm not on O2. And you know what? Every time, that's another thing. Every, I'm so stupid. Every time there's a concert um, from someone I like, I get caught lacking because I'm not on O2. And every time I tell myself, okay, I'm going to get an O2 sim, just a small pay-as-you-go sim, so the next time I can take advantage of the O2 pre-sale. And I never do it. I never follow through. For years, I've been telling myself I'm going to do that. And I just don't, I just don't do it. Like I'm truly the architect of my own downfall. Um, so anyway, yeah, I didn't even try that day. Um, but about an hour into the O2 pre-sale, I'm in the office this day, about an hour into the O2 pre-sale, I mentioned to my colleague that I plan on going to see Beyonce. Why is it only at this point she sees fit to tell me, oh, I'm on O2. I was like, girl, why are you telling me this now? Like, as a black woman, did you not think I'd be very likely to want to go to this concert? It, it, like, it, it, it's a rite of passage. So obviously I was like, yeah, if you could join the queue, that would be fab. So she did, but obviously we were way too late. Like, it had been an hour already. Um, all the tickets had sold out. Okay, fine. And you know what? I wasn't too disappointed because I was like, you know what? Fine, I had no intention of even trying with the O2 pre-sale. So it would have just been an unexpected bonus to get the tickets that day. So I thought to myself, calm, we go again tomorrow with um, the Live Nation pre-sale. Now with Live Nation, it's less exclusive um, than O2 because all you have to do is register with Live Nation to get an account. Like it's totally free, um, do it in seconds and anyone can do it. So I had registered with Live Nation the day before and I thought, yeah, this is going to be calm because I don't know how many other people are aware of this little trick. And then reality turned around and said, bitch, you thought (laughs) because did everybody else not have the same idea? Like I tried to join that Live Nation queue and it put me at number 180,000 in the queue. Again, it it just turned out to be mythical. Did not get tickets. So at this point I'm thinking, okay, we've got one more chance to get these tickets, which is general sale next Tuesday. Um, Because we couldn't do the Beehive um, pre-sale on the Monday because it's only open to people in North America. Um, So I'd written that off. So it gets to next Monday now and I'm seeing talk on the TL of, <clears throat> someone dropping a UK link for the Beehive pre-sale. I was like, what? What? <laughs> but again, I was too late because the link got dropped like a full 60 to 90 minutes before I realised. And by the time I joined the queue and got through, they were only offering seats in the high heavens. Like, you can't see shit from out there. Like, nosebleed seats, if you will. And they had the audacity to be selling these seats for 144 Great British Pounds a pop. 144. We were like, nah, it's actually okay. Like, it's actually not worth that. So, our one remaining option became dun, 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 general sale. In other words, the Hunger Games. Like, we knew we were going to have to fight for our lives. I had my three devices set up, a friend had hers, another friend had hers, and we were ready to go. At 10 a.m., we had our fingers on the buttons and we were ready to go. Naturally, and I don't know if there's something wrong with my devices or with my Wi-Fi. Naturally, I flopped at the gate because why? Why is it putting me at number 280,000 in the queue? What did I do in a past life to deserve this? 
Like, what did I do? Actually, the way I've been speaking so far on this episode, it's quite clear what I've done in this life <laughs> to deserve that. So we'll just we'll just move on from that really quickly. Um, so for me, I already know I was going to fail. It was going to be a flop for me. But you know what? That's what friends are for. Because my friend, shout out Leanne, that's the friend, was putting it like 33K or something like that. And I was like, oh, my days. We're actually in like with a chance. Because that queue went up to about 500,000 people. Like the highest it hit was 500,000. Like that is a crazy number. Who else do you know is pulling numbers like that? And my friend was in there, Liam was in it like 33K. Um, so after about an hour of queuing, um, um, Leanne sends me a screenshot of the ticket she's been offered. And after a few seconds of some umming and ahhing, we decided, yeah, those are acceptable. Um, so it's like, go, 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 like go time. She goes through to the payment stage. And at this point I'm, Gassed. I even went as far as tweeting, like, I'm going to see mother. And then the worst thing imaginable happened. Louise, it kicked me out. And then when I rejoined the queue, it put me at 500,000. It's over. I said, no. <laughs> I was like, no. Like I let out some war cry, some battle cry, like, like a wounded dog. I was so upset. And like, it's just a good thing I decided to strategically um, work from home that day. Um, because the entire office would have heard me shouting. Like I was yelling. Because not only did I have to deal with the disappointment of not actually getting tickets when I thought we had, I now have to deal with the shame of tweeting prematurely. And you know Twitter has that new feature now where it shows how many people have viewed your tweet. I was like, no, 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 no. This can't be happening to me. And so I had to do it. I had to delete it. I had to tweet and delete because it simply wasn't factual anymore. The tweet simply wasn't accurate. Like I toyed with the idea of leaving it up in case we did get tickets, but I just thought it's not guaranteed. And the way these queues are moving, like you know, we're just not guaranteed to get to secure a ticket. So I had to go ahead and, and delete the tweet and then continue to pray that we would still get tickets um, somehow. Um, there is a happy ending to this story. Usually I don't really like happy endings, as you might have gathered. But when it comes to me, yeah, sure, I'll have a happy ending. Um, we did manage to get the tickets like 30 minutes later because another friend, shout out Sade, that's the friend, remained in the queue and got through. And it turned out that these seats were actually better than the ones that had been so cruelly taken away from us. Um, but yeah, I did, I did redo my tweet and all was well. Um, and up until that point, you know, that day, nothing mattered. I, my life paused. I was speaking to another friend. We just didn't do anything. Like I even forgot to feed the cat that morning. The only thing that mattered was securing those Renaissance tickets. And, and that's it. Like for the rest of the day, I was elated. After we got these tickets, the rest of the day, I was elated. Not even an incompetent colleague could ruin my day. And it was just the best. Like I'm going to go and see Beyonce Giselle Knowles. As in this woman who has had some next made up name and autocorrect still corrects it for you. Like, what? That's the pool she has. And Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster tried to kill me. Ticketmaster tried to break my soul. But you know what? You won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. And, and that's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really, I would really hate to end the episode on a high note like that because it's just extremely off-brand for me. Um, so instead, I'm going to end it by reminding everyone that Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Do with that information what you will. Goodbye.